We should all start by just making a terrible sound. <laughs> Don't actually put that in. Like, oh no, one hundred percent. No, no. We should all make a terrible noise. Only Sarah. Yes, I love it. Let's do it. And then all of our listeners turn it off slowly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey guys. Don't leave so soon, okay? It was a one-time thing. One time. It's like that SpongeBob meme. Meme. All right, I'm out. <laughs> like they just hear hey. that one second. <laughs> hey. No one leaves unless I say so. Sit your asses down. Yeah. I want a hot dog. <laughs> I mean, if you you know what, guys, if you've made it this far, you're, we're on episode 33. I promise we can't get any weirder, I think question mark yeah surely not surely not so if you've made Mm -hmm. it this far you're technically one of us now if you're an og listener you are a sinister scout true it true at heart so we need to have a camping thing like everyone get your sinister scout tents and go out to the woods we're gonna do camping gather around the campfire and sing our campfire song (gasps) what if we had oh sorry (laughs) no what if we had like our own (laughs) Float we trip. shouldn't do this, but what if we had our own themed like float trip? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Hell All right, yeah. table like, it. We this need is like when and where we plan on going. If you want to meet up and camp with us, do it. Then, do it. A, bring five people with you that have to listen to us also because we have to triple our numbers. But then it would be awesome. So this we part, need you. This part is a pyramid scheme. The other parts were never. This one, yeah. <laughs> eh. Mm-hmm. If you want to go on the fancy vacations, you got to have people working for you. You're going to make money on money. I don't know why I always have a problem drinking stuff out of cans, but like I literally like took a sip and I pulled it away from my face and a drop of White Claw went up my fucking nose. And I don't know what to do. Oh, no, I can't do the um, like the Yeti cups that don't have straws. They just have those openings. Yeah. I think I make the wrong shape with my mouth because I spill it down myself every time like a toddler. Well, uh, we're recording on a Monday. It was a, I guess it was a little manic, manic Monday. I was going to say, it was just another manic Monday. <laughs> Get out of my head. I'm You're sorry. already thinking like me. We're sisters. What am I supposed to do? But yeah, honestly, it was pretty good. It was, a, it was a, you know, I think we posted about being your coffee be strong and your Monday be short. And mine was, I had an extra hour of like, quote unquote personal time so i took an hour off early very nice i ate some leftovers and i'm having a pretty good monday you can't i'd say so and it was gorgeous outside i don't want to sound like i'm 85 years old but it was so nice fall is here i'm ready yes and you know what fall means we're very close to spooky season (laughs) i was gonna say sweaters I mean, yes. Pumpkin spice. That too. The best time to wear a striped sweater is fall. (laughs) Some some motherfucking Ugg boots, you know. Come on. Oh, God. Some knee highs. Okay. It's also time for my game if you guys are ready. Ooh, you know I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Morgan, I know you love letters, so we're going to stick with that theme. Um, So, somehow we have to time each other 
because we're going to go one at a time saying our ABCs backwards. The person does it the fastest. Hey, pipe down. The person (laughs) does it the fastest gets to go first. I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Um, Then I will time you. Wait, not my calculator, my clock. Also, um, since I'm just going to be cursing a lot, uh, Wes, feel free to just like put in the alphabet song for this little part. That'd be, that'd be swell. The Greek alphabet, (laughs) alpha, beta, gamma, delta, (gasps) epsilon, zeta. Okay, if you could ask me to sing that, I could do it, but the alphabet back. Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry. Okay, I'll start whenever you start, Morgan. Oh, no. Okay. Z, Y, X. (laughs) doing great z y x wait are you gonna tell me if i get it wrong (laughs) just go go. (laughs) w v u s wait t t s Wait, is that right? T S yes. R Q. I'm not start from the very beginning. My Q was my midway part. Wait, I'm at Q. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Q it up. P O N M L. Am I on L? Yep. What am I? Yep. K, I, J, H, G, F, E, C, B, A. Yay. <laughs> What's my time, Captain? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> you tried your darndest and that's what matters. <laughs> what is it? A minute and 15 seconds. Woo. That really doesn't seem that bad. Okay. Because I feel like and you, I'm going to struggle. Letters. Sarah, again. Clavin actually picked this one, and I was like, oh, that's really good. That's that good. is a good one. Yes. Good job, Clavin. Yes. But did you guys know, like, if you get, um, like, a concussion, at least I was playing basketball when I got my concussion, and, like, the trainer came over and was like, say your ABCs backwards. And I'm like, yeah. I can't do that they with do that? or without, like, Without concussion, a concussion. Concussion when you're drunk. Yeah, I have I've had like 2.5 concussions and I'm like ZYX. <laughs> They're like, okay, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I've had zero concussions. What uh, happened to your lives? Uh well, story time. I got hit in the head because I was walking behind a swing set and the kid swung up and came back and hit me. And then I laid down on the ground and he said, okay, I jumped off and I stood up and he kicked me again directly in the brain. What a dick. Yeah, it was was at school too. It was after school. And then uh, the second time was totally my fault. Uh, I fell off of a moving vehicle. So, but I did have a blurry spot on my vision for that one. And I, and I was on vacation with a ex friend of mine and I thought I was going to die. Like I was like, this is it. The blurry spot's going to turn into the light, and I'm just going to go. It's going to, yeah. It's fine. Oh, my it's God. Fine. Yeah. Aaron's are sports related. <laughs> I'm so sad. <laughs> yeah, I just had one. But yeah. Yeah. 
That should have been like, how he picked the order. Like, who's had the most concussions? <laughs> well, I, I would know for that. A rebound. I, I went up for a won. rebound. And literally, it was a split second where I only remember going up. And then I remember being, like, laying, like, on my back on the ground. The basketball hit I don't remember in, in between. Or huh? someone hit The basketball or someone hit you in the head? I think me and another player on the other team were going up for a rebound. Oh! And I don't know how I fell Crunch. or how I hit my head, but I was Ugh. laying sprawled out. <laughs> okay, that's enough and not that. That hurts. Okay, Aaron, CBC's yep. A's. Go whenever you're ready. Okay. <laughs> oh, fun. Okay. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q- P O N M L Oh God K J I H Yes Mm Hmm E Wait F E D C B A Hey Okay I would like to make very known Wait Aaron Can I say your 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 job on here Sure. Aaron is a speech sex worker language patho- <laughs> tampon. Whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Um speech language pathologist. And so I I I am at a dis fucking advantage. And Sarah's just cool. I mean Aaron's cool too, but like I can't I haven't I'm even gone like- yet, so I don't know if you should be saying anything kind yet. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. What was Aaron's fucking score? It was super close to yours. Oh, really? Tell me more. Like, hey, I did have a lot of pauses where I was like, oh, my God, what letter? Did like I within a say? minute. It was within a minute of yours. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Sarah? It was 26 seconds. Are you? <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> Okay, well, let me pull up my timer. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, oops. Uh, oh, oops, stopwatch, not. Okay. When you say Z, I will start. Okay. Z, Y, X, W, V, U, T, S, S, R, Q. Oh, shit. P O N M L K J I H F E D C B A. Mm. Oh wait, did you get Aaron's like by the millisecond? Uh, no. Wait, maybe. Let me look. Yeah, she was twenty six point two one. You were twenty six point five six. Oh, okay. That's fine. I will take what, it. I'll take it. Twenty six. What, sh- what a shocker! Morgan's in last again. Oh. It was a I'm showdown Wes, for the ages. I'm telling Wes, no fucking letters next week. No. Hey fucking Wes, letters. can we have letters next week? Oh my god! It would be so cool. Sorry, I did not mean to. All yawn. right. So wait, who won? I was completely. Oh, you were so won? fast, you didn't even catch oh, that you won. won. You won. You won Woo! by point three. Math is hard. 0.35 seconds. 0.35. Damn. It was a photo finish. It really was. And then there was me. <laughs> Bring it in the rear. 
<laughs> watch Wes pick like name all the David Bowie songs you can, and then me and Aaron are just like, shit. <laughs> Wesley, <laughs> don't do us like that. Don't do it. This- Collusion. Don't do it like I that. Would- Wait, we keep saying Wes for the game next week. Should we give like oh. a baby hint? Yeah. Like th- there'll be a change, but the only hint you get is that Wes is picking the game. Yeah. Okay. And then Wes doesn't even find out till he listens to this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we keep mentioning uh, Wes picking out the game next week. Well, that oh, is yeah. your cl- your clue to a little 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 surprise for next week. So yeah, if you want to know the surprise, you have to listen to this week and next week and every episode after that. Okay, okay. <laughs> if you want to know what we talk about, you got to listen to our episodes. <laughs> Listen to the episodes or just give us a call directly. Um, I'm willing to talk anytime pretty much. I mean, I do go to bed at like 10 and I don't wake up until 15 minutes before I have to start work. So between the hours of, well, when I'm off work at four. So (laughs) So it might be a little later, but I'll be available for any. Just call me. Just call me. Especially if you have a ghost story. I want to know about them. Thank you. Okay. I also get a 30-minute lunch break somewhere. I don't know what time, but just call and I'll tell you if I'm on a lunch break or not. Yeah. We'll we'll send a text before and then we'll set up a calendar, a Google calendar invite. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. Okay, Aaron. What do you have? What do you have for us? Hello. Yeah. Whenever you say you have to tweak your notes before we start and you're drinking, which that makes me very concerned. Oh, I need to think about that. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. Aaron. Yeah, this one is a bit of a doozy. Oh, of course it is. You may or may not have heard about it. Um, I will be covering the mysterious disappearance of Terrence Williams. Terrence oh. Williams. I was waiting for mm-hmm. I'll be covering the mysterious disappearance of the man outside my home. <laughs> um, okay, that was Terrence. solved. Terrence? It was Beth. <laughs> it was Beth. Terrence Williams. I've never heard of it. Not Is he from Pacific, Not Missouri? <laughs> nope. Didn't heard of it. Don't know about it. You know nothing about that. Yeah. <laughs> so for this story today, I watched um, Deadline Crime with Tamron Hall. An investigation discoveries disappeared. I looked on Wikipedia and I used the Collier County Sheriff's Office website. Okay. Cool. 27-year-old Terrence Williams was a father of four who moved into his mother, Marcia's, Naples, Florida home in 2002 in order to look for work. Florida was going through a housing boom and jobs were growing, so he left his oldest daughter, Kiara, and his three sons in Tennessee with the plan to send money to them as frequently as he could. Kiara described her father as her best friend, who she had a very close bond with. Terrence's mother was his biggest cheerleader and supporter. Marcia always believed in him and cheered him on as he worked towards his goals. He was attending barber school in Florida with the dream of owning his own barber shop in the future. Hell yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Terrence and Marcia just had this great relationship. They enjoyed hanging out and spending time together, whether that was at her house or the mall or at a restaurant or the movies. They just really enjoyed their company and they were very close. In 2001, he even walked her down the aisle when she married Terrence's stepfather. Oh, Isn't that so sweet? That is really sweet. Mm-hmm. And that's the end. Thanks. Yeah. That so would be Thank a you. fantastic ending. <laughs> if only I could end it, end it there. 
Okay. Terrence was able to find a job in construction. Andy took a second job at a pizza hut in Bonita Springs, Florida, just a short drive from Naples. He earned enough money to move out of his mom's home and rent a small house with his roommate, Jason Gonzalez. Terrence had a prior DUI conviction in Tennessee, which resulted in his license being suspended. Okay. So he had to rely on friends and family to give him rides to and from work. Okay. In 2003, Terrence bought a used vintage 1984 white Cadillac, which he restored in his spare time. Of course. In her deadline interview, Marcia said she was against Terrence purchasing the vehicle when he still didn't have his license. Oh. Oh. I mean, I can see. I mean, I can see both sides. He seems like a very, like a very goal-oriented person. So if it's like, mm-hmm. it's almost like if yeah. it's in his, it's if it's in his like sight, then he's going to do it. He's going to achieve it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And his goal was pretty much just to work on the car, fix it up until he got his license back. And he hadn't been tempted to use it until Sunday, January 11th, 2004. Marcia had dropped Terrence off at his house after working a shift at Pizza Hut. The last thing he told his mother was goodbye and that he would see her later. One of his coworkers was throwing a party that evening. So he changed. And while he was getting ready, he tried convincing his roommate to go to the party and to get a, you know, ride there in the process. But Jason had no interest in going. What a party. So his plan to get a ride to the party failed. And I'm honestly not sure if he tried asking anyone else for help, but he decided to forge ahead, take his chances, and drive his Mm -hmm. Cadillac there. Oh, Lord. Yeah. According to Detective Kevin O'Neill from the Collier County Sheriff's Office, Terrence pulled into a shopping mall shortly into the drive and called Terrence. Oh, whoa. I messed that up. According to Detective Kevin O'Neill from the Collier County Sheriff's Office, Terrence pulled into a shopping mall shortly into the drive and called Jason from a payphone. He told him that he had seen a lot of cop cars and he tried again to convince him to go to the party, but Terrence's pleading didn't work and Jason declined the invite again. Terrence convinced himself to get back into his car and he drove the rest of the way to his coworker's house. On the morning of Monday, January 12th, Jason woke up and discovered that Terrence had not returned from the party. He told Disappeared that he wasn't worried initially. Terrence had this rule that if he wasn't home, he was likely staying over at a friend's place, so Jason shouldn't lose sleep over it, which totally makes sense to me. He's an adult. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jason noticed that he had a few missed calls from a number he didn't recognize. He called the number back, and one of Terrence's coworkers answered. She told him she had seen Terrence leaving the party alone sometime between 5 and 6 a.m. Jason assumed... That Terrence, yeah, he stayed all night. Whoa. Whoa. Just sleep there, bro. Sleep there, bro. Come on. Oh. I think he had work. Oh. I'm 95 years old. If I, even for the party, I'm in bed by midnight. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what time he got there, but he did stay the night um, and leave sometime between 5 and 6 a.m. And Jason assumed that Terrence may have used his coworker's phone to call him for a ride. Mm-hmm. Again, he doesn't have a license. He shouldn't be driving. So, um, That's what Jason thought, but he didn't hear the calls since he had left his phone in the living room the other night, so it wasn't, like, on his nightstand by him. Mm. Yes. Yes. Psycho. My phone stays right next to me all night. I cannot leave it in a different room. Oh, uh, no, Sarah. My phone is – I mean, it may not be on loud. So, again, if you call me, I'm probably not going to answer, but it is in my hand, and I do glance at it frequently. But it's with yes. me. It's with me. Damn. Yeah. 
no phone yeah. or phone off. Mm-hmm. Your, your freaking roommate doesn't have a light. Like you could dr- he d- don't go to the party. Just drop him off. Don't be a dick. Jeez, sorry. Yeah, I know. Again, I don't know who else or if there was anyone else. Anyone else? Terrence asked, but could have called I his know. mama. It just stinks when you get you get to a point in the story and you're like, things could have been mm-hmm. a lot different. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So Marcia told Deadline she woke up Monday morning with a gut feeling that something was wrong, but she tried to convince herself otherwise. When two days had passed and she still hadn't heard from Terrence, she became increasingly worried. Her fears were realized when she received a call from Jason, who also hadn't heard from or seen Terrence since the night he went to his coworker's party. According to Marcia, she heard from her son every day, so this was very out of character for him. Oh, Marcia and Jason both started making calls to anyone they could think of that may know where Terrence was. So Jason contacted local hospitals and jails, but none of them had anyone that fit Terrence's description. Marcia even went to the Pizza Hut he worked at and discovered that Terrence hadn't shown up to work for the past three days. And what was even more jarring was the fact that he hadn't picked up his paycheck. And he had been sending money home to his kids this entire time to help pay child support. So Marcia knew something terrible had to have happened if he hadn't picked up his paycheck at all. Yeah. Marcia then drove to the Collier County Sheriff's substation to file a missing persons report. However, she didn't receive a lot of help from officers. They told her that Terrence was a grown man and she was better off reporting him missing if, after a month, she still hadn't heard from him. A month? month? Right? Whoa. I know. Right. Okay, I am very against the whole 24-hour rule mm-hmm. of when things when people go missing. But um, but I kind of understand it when they're an adult. Um yeah. month? A month? Yeah. But also, yeah, because I feel like this is a trend in like missing person stories where the person who is missing is an adult. Like, just because someone is an adult doesn't mean that if they go missing, it's intentional or they left on their own accord. Right. And you yeah. also have a parent, you have this mom who is very concerned about her son saying this is not like him at all. Yeah. I just don't understand why they won't let her file the report. Like you've got it makes no sense to me. It's one thing when they ask questions like, when did you last talk to him? And they're like, oh, I don't know. We've been distant for a while. Or I don't like when they don't have answers for stuff like that. But when they mm-hmm. do, we talk every day. Like we haven't missed a phone call in months or you know, whatever. Yeah. That is like the proof that you need to like let's get this started. Yeah, it's just extremely aggravating. However, Marcia doesn't back down. So she instead seeks help from her family in Tennessee who start flooding the county sheriff's office with calls. Yes. So, yes, go Marcia. This actually puts pressure on the sheriff's office to actually start doing something, and investigators do start to take Marcia's worries more seriously. What? An officer did go to Marcia's home and interviewed her, where she actually told him that she had this horrible feeling she would never see her son again. She was that worried, yeah. On Friday, January 16th, four days after Terrence was last seen, Marcia received a call from her sister who informed her that a towing towing company had Terrence's car. The Cadillac had been in their yard for several days and no one had shown up to claim it. According to the company's records, Terrence's car had been towed after it was found abandoned in obstructing traffic at Naples Memorial Cemetery. Uh... And during like these episodes, these interviews, Marcia said she feared the worst, even literally saying that like she wondered if Terrence was dead in the trunk. Like oh. that. Oh no. Yeah. Like 
thinking just the absolute worst. So she went to the cemetery herself to get some answers, and she immediately identified the Cadillac as her son's. Okay. Two of Terrence's jackets and an empty pack of Newport cigarettes, which was his favorite brand of smoke, could be seen inside the car. And she questioned the cemetery manager and employees about how they came to acquire the Cadillac. According to the cemetery workers, a sheriff's deputy had pulled a black male over around 1230 in the afternoon that Monday. The driver and the deputy appeared to be having a civil conversation. They allegedly saw the deputy pat the man down and place him in the back of the police cruiser, but he did not appear to be handcuffed. Before driving away, the deputy asked the employees if the Cadillac could be left at the cemetery just for the moment and he would return later to have it towed. And then, according to the employees, the deputy did return 45 minutes later. He searched the Cadillac and moved it to the side of the road. Hmm. So we do have witnesses saying they saw a black male being pulled over. Mm -hmm. And Marcia is shocked because if Terrence was pulled over while driving his car without a license, he should have been arrested. Yes. But she knows and their family knows that Terrence isn't in jail since Jason and they already tried contacting all the local jails in the area. Mm -hmm. So she is now repeatedly calling the sheriff's office and discovers that Deputy Stephen Calkins, a seasoned veteran who had been on the force for 17 years, was the deputy who ordered Terrence's Cadillac to be towed. Now, here's the strangest thing. The Williams family is told that there were no records of an arrest or even an incident report filed by Calkins. What? Which is extremely fishy. Yeah. But wh- mm-hmm. what? Okay. Yeah. So there's no reports about any of this happening uh, okay. besides what the witnesses say. And those witnesses did sign an affidavit. So they have that. Ooh. So the family continued to flood the sheriff's office with calls, so much so that a dispatcher contacted Calkins at his home. The dispatcher literally started off the call saying, quote, I hate to bother you at home on your day off, but this woman's <laughs> been bothering us all day, end quote. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right? <laughs> she asked if uh, she asked Calkins if he remembered towing a white Cadillac on Monday afternoon at the Naples Memorial Cemetery, but he appeared to have no idea what she was talking about. He told her he didn't arrest anyone, but he also said he couldn't remember and that he was going to have to sit and think about it for a while. Mm. What? What? This happened four days ago. I- I'm not a police officer, but how many people do you pull over that you wouldn't remember like someone from four days ago? It's not like working yeah. in an ice cream shop. Like, and you don't you see are... a billion customers every day, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and wouldn't you have you some record? And Yeah, and he's the one that ordered the fucking car to be towed. So you That's remember the, next the car. step. You, yeah. You know your signature's on it. You know you ordered that, but you don't remember why you had it towed. You don't remember the person driving the fucking car. Okay, mm. I'm pissed. Yep, I'm not buying it. <sighs> yes, well... <laughs> According to Disappeared, Calkins received another call from the sheriff's office later that day, but he changed his story, saying he did remember pulling Terrence over. So already, hmm. there are these different, different accounts. And these conflicting accounts didn't sit well with the Collier County Sheriff's Office, and on Good. Monday, January 19th, Calkins was ordered to write an incident report. According to his report, he saw a parked Cadillac in the Naples Memorial Cemetery parking lot, and the driver appeared to be having car trouble. He approached the man who told him his name was Terrence and that he was going to be late for work. So Terrence asked him for a ride to a Circle K convenience store. He offered to call Terrence a cab, but 
Apparently, he kept on begging and kept on asking, so Calkins decided to give him a ride. He dropped Terrence off at the Circle K, and before he went inside, Terrence told him his registration and proof of insurance were in his glove box. Calkins returned to the parked Cadillac, but couldn't find the registration or proof of insurance anywhere in the vehicle. He called the Circle K in an attempt to reach Terrence, but an employee told him that no one with that name worked there. Believing he had been duped, Calkins called dispatch, and after running the license plate, he discovered that Terrence had been driving on expired tags. He then moved the Cadillac from the parking lot to the side of the road so it would be easier for the towing company to pick up. And Calkins also noted in his report that the encounter with Terrence happened so quickly he didn't catch his last name. Huh. That's a lot seems- of details that you suddenly remember, you little fucker. Mm-hmm. Get out of my head. Get out of my head. That's exactly what I was going to say. And you ran his tags after you let him in your car and dropped him off somewhere? Right? Like, that to me was already, I feel like Elle Woods when she's like, um, you washed your hair, but you had a perm 24 hours ago. <laughs> the winning mm-hmm. line. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, the other thing is, too, is like, it's almost like he fucked up. And didn't give enough details in the beginning. And then he was like, oh, fuck. There were, there were witnesses. So now I have to say something right. that remotely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And also, I hate to be this person and just, like, not bring up, like, a really shitty topic. But um, is Terrence – do you know if Terrence is um, black or white or – He is, yeah. Oh, hmm, convenient. Okay, sorry. Anyway, continue, please, please. I <laughs> hate that the picture of this crime is kind of being way too obvious. What a sh- yeah. Okay. Well, it gets it gets crazier. Great. So, Calkins report kind of seemed to, I guess, please the sheriff's office. Um, Captain Mark Baker told Deadline that it was not unusual for officers to give locals rides if they were in need of help. There was one instance where a woman's car had stalled while she was on her way to pick up her son from school. Calkins pulled over and pushed her car to the side of the road, and then drove the woman to the school so she could pick up her son. And then he drove the family to their house. Okay, I'm not saying they're not helpful. Like, I understand. I think a lot of cops do that, as you should. But I would suspect you would look at either their license or something so you don't just get some rando. Like, what if you let an ex-convicted, well, convicted murderer rapist in your car and he's like, he'd escape from prison. Like, don't you always check? It's not even that. It's like in those other circumstances that were mentioned, it's like, you pushed her car out of the way to give her a ride. And I'm sure you put the calling the tow company or having the work done on her. Why does it seem now that you were the Mr. Nice Cop and gave him a fucking ride to the Circle K, but you're mm-hmm. also handling his car being towed? That right. seems like it'd be on the person. And that seems like a conversation you would have had. But okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly what question this captain was asked. So I don't know if it was just like, is this normal? Like, (laughs) do you guys do this? So I think that's kind of what he was answering. But yeah, still very strange. Mm -hmm. Um, So most officers, as well as most of the public, didn't, you know, believe or didn't think Calkins could have been involved in anything sinister. According to O'Neill, Calkins was described as a model sheriff, parent, and someone you would wish to have as a neighbor. Mm -hmm. He had received over 15 letters from the public thanking him for good deeds he had done. The Williams family, however, noted several things in Calkins' incident report that didn't make Mm -hmm. sense. Marcia didn't believe the Cadillac was having any issues since it had recently been in the shop. According to Disappeared, she drove 
the car after she got it back from the towing company and said it drove just fine and nothing appeared to be wrong with it. She also didn't believe Terrence would have asked a cop for a ride to work. He would have likely called her or a friend to pick him up. So the Williams family was not buying Calkin's story at all. Um, I don't blame them. They seem like they are intelligent people. When you were yes, <laughs> when you were describing everyone saying how nice he was and everything, two things came to mind. One, you know, on the episode of SpongeBob where that guy's like, "What a load of barnacles!" And then, and <laughs> yes, but like it reminded me of that. But then also, but then also like it made it like that voice popped in my head with like Tiller of the Community. Like I'm like I'm. <laughs> They're interchangeable yes. here. I'm just saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like the way you said it, I was like that fish just like popped in my brain. All right, that's that's me. <laughs> that was great. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just really hung up on him being a fucking doucher. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, Terrence. Let's let's find out. I'm so I'm. I'm just keep drinking. I'm on white claw number two, guys. I'm very upset right now. <laughs> I'm not yeah. doing well. <sighs> okay. Keep on downing them. Yeah. But, yeah. So thankfully, at this point, a missing persons case was opened and investigators looked into Terrence's past just to see if there was anything he may have been running away from. Kind of looking at all theories, all avenues. Mm-hmm. When Terrence was living in Tennessee, he had been charged with robbery and spent a short time in prison. They also found out which I thought was really interesting. He had two social security numbers Ooh. with two different birth dates, which Ooh. makes them think that maybe he planned on running away and assumed a new identity. Wait, who did? Could have. Uh, Terrence? Terrence. They found two yes. sets in his car? Um, Something. I don't know where they found him, but they discovered that he had two social security numbers. Related to two okay, different. Birth- I will interesting. say, and I'm not the most educated on this subject, and I'm so sorry, Aaron. I I'm not a lot, either, but I'm pretty sure if you are the subject of identity fraud, then you can go through the process of getting a new social security number, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm yeah. just thinking ahead, and you know, maybe I got you know a little soft spot for Terrence right now, but maybe something bad happened to him, and he was in the process yeah. of fixing his shit. You know, all right, fair enough. It's not, all, it's yeah. not always bad. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Granted, I will say I don't think that's what investigators are really thinking anyway. Yeah. I don't really think they believe that theory. Um, Terrence was also supposed to be in court in Chattanooga on January 14th, so two days after his disappearance, regarding back pay for child support, but he never appeared. Um, And a warrant was issued for Terrence's arrest, so kind of another reason why Terrence would want to run, but that happened after he was last seen. Right, he had been paying his child support. Like, yes, if there's outstanding stuff, you still have to go to court for that, but, like, seems like he had Mm -hmm. everything in, in line here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Marcia also said he had never missed his court dates and he wouldn't have left his family and his children. Like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It just doesn't add up. There were other theories going around regarding what may have happened to Terrence. Some people believed that he was a big time drug dealer in Chattanooga and he fled to hide from rival drug dealers. There were people who believed Terrence left so he wouldn't have to continue paying child support. And there were even people who believed that Marcia or another family member had something to do with Terrence's disappearance. 
you're telling me he's a big time drug dealer, but he's still working two jobs and one of those is in fast food. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, come on. It's okay. I think people Easy. need to take it back a minute because that does not make any sense. Maybe he's a workaholic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do what no, you love. You never work sense. a day in your life. No. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm. yep. Okay. Um, according yeah, according to Deadline, Terrence and his stepfather didn't always get along, which was part of the reason why he decided to move out of his mother's home, but investigators completely ruled out the stepfather and the other members of the Williams family. They didn't believe the family had any involvement in his disappearance, which mm-hmm. I also believe. Yeah. Yeah. According to according to O'Neill, the sheriff's office received reports from locals who claimed they had spotted a man who fit Terrence's description walking near the Granada shopping center. There was another report that Terrence was spotted in Canada, but none of these tips panned out. Investigators obtained video footage from the Circle K, but neither uh, Terrence nor Calkins were on it. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Wow. What a fucking twist. And you just throw that in there all nonchalantly. Okay, Aaron. Something's up. More shit is up. The cop lied <gasps> Sarah that's oh, a very my. brass thing to say they never lie I'm not never. trying to think above my gender here I know I'm just a lady <laughs> but it seems like well golly gee it just seems like some of them details don't add up oh if only I had a strong officer in my life to tell me how the world Excuse should be. Me. Actually, you need a sheriff, okay? There's a difference. He is a sheriff, mm. okay? Sheriff no. Sarah, where are you at? Where are <laughs> yeah, you at? Yeah, where's your hat? Be my sheriff. Where were you? <laughs> it's time. It's time. Please hold. Please hold. No. You know, Sarah. Sarah's the sheriff, and I'm the outlaw. What? Oh! Oh! Oh, so Shit. many Halloween costumes. You know I'm going down, though, for show. <laughs> right enough. Oh, also, man. we do know some police officers, and I love them to death. This one just seems like not a very nice man. I just want to throw that out there. Oh, yeah. We're making oh, jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yes. think police officers are bad. Just this this one doesn't seem great. Mm-mm. No. And the Circle K employees were also questioned, but they did not recall seeing an officer drop off a black male at the convenience store. Terrence's Cadillac was processed, and according to O'Neill, trace evidence was found in the car, but during that episode, he didn't disclose that information at all. And I don't... Well, at this point, I don't believe the evidence even led to anything because I haven't heard any more information about it. I'm so hung up. That's a really huge detail to just make up, and it's also one that's easily proven incorrect. Dropping him off. Wait, what detail? Sorry, to oh, drop yeah, him yeah, off yeah, the yeah, Circle yeah. K. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, it just hit me like, it's that's a big one. They have cameras. They can easily prove you are never even within 30 feet of their building. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Continue. That just hit it me. It was also, I can't remember, I can't remember which one, which one of the episodes mentioned it that I watched, but I, it was also like really busy too. So I don't know if that would help or hurt the fact that I don't know. I mean, there were cameras unless yeah. he dropped, dropped air quotes him off in an area that there weren't cameras by. I don't know. And baloney, what, three miles away. Th- yeah. I was say the whole freaking thing is always <laughs> yeah. seen because every pump has to be seen. Yes. And, I worked at a gas station. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also like, I don't know, like 
what how Circle K does it, but I know Quick Trip and like a couple other gas stations are quoted as safe places, so they have extra security cameras to mm-hmm. monitor every single frick frack and mm-hmm. corner of it. Ooh, I'm heated. No, the one okay. I worked at, like you want cops to come to your gas station because that makes them safer. So they'll give them like free donuts or like free sodas or like discounted rates. So mm-hmm. a lot of times if a yeah. cop's coming, they'll come inside and just grab something because gas stations want them there. I highly yeah. doubt he dropped him off five blocks away from the Circle K. <laughs> oh, no, I don't either. Yeah. I just. Yes. Yes. Yeah. About two weeks after Terrence vanished, Marcia and her husband filed a complaint of misconduct against Deputy Calkins and the Collier County Sheriff's Office. They claimed that the actions Calkins took that day made absolutely no sense. Mm. They listed out several reasons why Terrence should have gone to jail instead of being dropped off at a Circle K that he didn't work at. Which is the only time you'll ever hear that, but... Yes. You should have taken him to jail. (laughs) Snap. Well, yeah. I have a really dumb question. He did work at a Circle K or he worked somewhere else? No, he worked um, for a construction company or just on a construction Mm -hmm. site. And then um, he worked at a Pizza Hut. Okay, Pizza Hut. I remember Pizza Hut. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so he's... Okay. Yeah, did not work at a Circle K at all. And I don't think he'd lie about that, but it's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. So sorry. (laughs) Not well. You like that car? Yeah, I got it with Circle K money. Like, no, what? That's never something yeah. you just slip in. Even if it's a lie. Okay. Maybe you didn't feel mm-hmm. safe. It's not even real. None of that's true. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Investigators did ask Calkins to take a polygraph test, um, which he passed. Marcia was not happy with how the investigation was going, and she turned to the press and pretty much put the county sheriff's office on blast and asked the public for help in finding her son. The investigation didn't appear to be turning up any leads until, according to Disappeared, a complaint filed against Calkins three months earlier, which described an eerily similar situation, was discovered. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Okay, here we On go. Tuesday, October 14th, 2003, 24-year-old Felipe Santos was driving to his construction job with his brother when they were involved in an accident around 6 that morning. Both cars involved pulled into the shopping center where Felipe and his brother attempted to give the driver cash because they feared they would be outed for being undocumented immigrants. Felipe had a newborn daughter at home, and he had recently found this construction job to help his family make ends meet. So he obviously, you know, didn't want to be deported, didn't want to lose that. Yeah. The Santos brothers pleaded with the driver, but after talking to her husband, she decided to call the police and file a report. Deputy Calkins was the officer ditched dispatched to the scene he discovered that felipe did not have a driver's license or proof of insurance according to calkins the encounter with felipe was cordial but the other driver suggested otherwise she reported that calkins appeared agitated and he allegedly made a comment about how tired he was of pulling drivers over who didn't have a license Mm -hmm. i'm sorry Mm -hmm. i'm sorry does that inconvenience you sir Right? Mm. I'm pretty sure they called you also, so mm. you didn't have to actually go out your way and like find them. Well, I guess you did. They called you, but whatever. I don't care. Yeah. It's part of your job. Right? Witnesses said they saw Calkins place Felipe in the back of the police cruiser and drive away, so Felipe's family assumed he was arrested, but when they called the county jail, they were told that no one named Felipe had been brought to the jail. And they called several times, and each time they were told that Felipe was not there. 
And they even it even got to the point where they just drove to the jail that afternoon to see whether or not he was there. But there was no sign of Felipe. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's this... not like. Go ahead. What? No, I'm like, is this like the cop version of, but a bad version of Dexter? Like, is he killing people that shouldn't be on the road? What the fuck? I'm, I'm upset. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was wow. like, this isn't like mm-hmm. Kevin Hart and like a ride along. Like, you got arrested. <laughs> you have to go to jail. You don't just hang out in the passenger seat all day. Yeah. Where did this man go? Fantastic question. Um, I read. Ugh. Felipe's family was rightfully confused and worried. They wouldn't find out what happened to Felipe until almost two weeks later when they received a copy of Calkin's incident report. According to Calkins, Felipe was cooperative and polite, so he decided not to arrest him and instead dropped him off at a Circle K. I'm throwing my microphone out the fucking what? window. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. I bet this Circle K wants nothing to do with this cop. Like, you know what? <laughs> right? I wonder if it's the same one. Stay away. <laughs> I don't want any more of this nonsense here. Stay away. I don't care how bad this sounds. No fucking donuts for you. God damn it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Calkin said he didn't want to leave Felipe by his car since there was a chance he would get back in and drive it again. So he decided to drop him off at a Circle K where he could use a phone and contact someone to pick him up. Uh-huh. Before letting him go, Calkins gave Felipe three tickets for driving without a license and other violations, which he would be required to appear in court about on November 13th and pay $2,000 worth of fines. Oh, is that all? According to... Huh. Right. Huh. Mm -hmm. I got pulled over once and I didn't have, like, my insurance wasn't updated because I'd just gotten a new car. So it was, like, my Mm -hmm. old car's make and model. Mm -hmm. And that sounds fancier than it is. Neither one of those cars was, like, quote, unquote, brand new. But um, the cop's like, you know, not going to make a big deal about you not having the stuff. Like, I'm not going to make a big stink. I'm just going to write you a citation. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like a little note. And then I was like, what do you mean you're not making a big deal? I have to pay like $100. I'm 16. <laughs> that feels like a big deal. My yeah. mom's going to see this. <laughs> she wasn't <Yes>. happy. <laughs> Sorry. Continue. <laughs> if you want. According to... <laughs> I wish not. (laughs) According to Julia Perkins, a spokesperson for the Santos family, the family filed a missing persons report and a complaint against Calkins on Wednesday, October 29th. So Felipe did not appear in court on a scheduled court date and was now considered a fugitive. Mm -hmm. However, investigators believed it was unlikely that Felipe was running from the law. He hadn't picked up his paycheck or been in contact with any of his family members since he was last seen. But unfortunately, the two-month-long investigation uncovered no evidence to suggest that Calkins was involved in Felipe's disappearance, and he was exonerated for any wrongdoing regarding the traffic stop. But now, investigators don't have just one, but two men who went missing after separate but mysteriously similar encounters with Calkins. Mm-hmm. So they really start seriously looking into him as a potential suspect. Well, the problem is Circle K. Because you know what the K yeah. stands for in the middle of that circle? Killer. Yeah. Circle oh. killer K. So <laughs> what we have here is a conspiracy to kill. Capital C, capital conspiracy K. Conspiracy to the K. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a whole thing. Let's lift the veil. Circle K people, come out. Tell us what you know. 
We we've caught we've caught on. That's two. I two too many. You were gonna say, Don't sue us, Circle K. Yeah, really. I thought you were gonna say what we have here is a failure to communicate. <laughs> but you went a different way. But I No, don't don't sue us, Circle K. I I love your gas stations. I've never been killed at one. So please. Nope. And if you want to sponsor us, you can email us at sinister sunrise podcast at gmail.com. Do you hate yeah. these comments? I do too. Let's only say positive things about Circle K. Yes. Send us Red Bull. <laughs> hey, ps, quick trip. Get in on this. I'm just saying. It's a battle. It's a battle for our love. <laughs> mm-hmm. All 100 followers we have, it's on the line. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> Who's giving us free gas? <laughs> All we right. come in here looking yeah, like Ricky go. Bobby, like we have like all this like merch on. Yeah. <laughs> it, the K does not stand for killer anymore, fam. Let's it go. It stands for killer taste. Yeah. I only drink Red Bull from Circle K. That could be you guys. All right. Send us the money. Aaron, I apologize. If you, you would proceed. Why? I was like, you know why we do this is because we're so fucking uncomfortable with like how we know or we think yeah. we know this is gonna go. Yeah, we're not making light of any of the seriousness of this. It no. We ha- anyway, all right. That's why I'm, I'm pointing jokes I'm, at the I'm, gas yeah. station because the rust seems awful. I'm two mm-hmm. white claws in. I'm ready. Indeed. Oh, let's go. I'm ready to hear. All right. All right. In. In order to avoid a conflict of interest, the Collier County Sheriff's Office contacted the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, the FBI, and the U.S. Attorney's Office to help with the investigation. Wow. Former U.S. Attorney Douglas Malloy stated that this case was, quote, one of the most bizarre cases he's ever been involved with and, in many ways, the most difficult, end quote. Mm. The U.S. Attorney's Office put together a team of experienced investigators that met constantly regarding how they were planning on investigating the case They suspected Calkins was the last person to see both Terrence and Felipe alive. Malloy also said they were concerned that these two incidents may have been hate crimes and that Calkins was targeting minorities. That was my thought and really not my happy thought. Because I'm guessing Mm -hmm. Calkins is like a middle-aged white man. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. Great. Yeah. So Calkins was re-interviewed by Internal Affairs about his encounter with Terrence, and he was administered another polygraph which he passed. Stop. Whatever. Polygraphs. Um, but he was asked to come in for another round of questioning regarding the call he had made to dispatch after he searched Terrence's car. So the dispatcher was a friend of Calkins, and he had received his call around 1249 in the afternoon. He described, so Calkins described Terrence's car as a homey, big old piece of white nothing Cadillac. During this particular call, he acted like he just stumbled across the Cadillac that was left at the cemetery Hmm. investigators who listened to the recorded phone call noted some very obvious racial overtones in the conversation and Calkins even said if he said he didn't know if the vehicle's owner was in the cemetery and laughed when he told his friend it would be funny if the owner came back only to find his car um, seriously vanished Uh, wait but okay yes all that's wrong but part two of my question that I had not even started the part one I am completely sober. Also, I am losing it. Um, So Terrence left at 6 a.m. Cop calls dispatcher at 12 in the afternoon. Yes. Hmm. And he had just stumbled upon it. Sarah, you're good. Ooh, she's good. It's a little inconsistent. These are giant inconsistencies. What are they doing? I'm sure you will tell us now. 
I will keep oh. my <laughs> trip shut. <laughs> um, so in Calkin's incident report that I talked about earlier, he described how he had moved Terrence's Cadillac to the side of the road so it could be towed. But according to this call, Calkins told the dispatcher he discovered the abandoned vehicle already on the side of the road, partially obstructing it, which completely contradicts his earlier written report about giving Terrence a ride to work. <laughs> Morgan! What'd you just do? Um, my mug that held all my pens um, just shattered. <gasps> oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. That's okay. Um, let me pick up these little pieces really quick. I'm so sorry, everybody. Oh, my God. I didn't think you were going to be that shocked. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't drive him to the circle cage! God damn it! Okay. Um, oh shit. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, Wes's ear holes. I'm sorry you're all's ear holes. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna clean that up later. Okay. Good morning, America. Hello, how are you? Mm. I'm good. I'm making a Venn diagram of Aaron's case right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I drew a circle K killer. Wait. Is you a circle cake hey. killer? It's not hey. good. It's fine. Okay. No, I just made a Venn okay. diagram of like the times. And in the middle, the only two things that overlap is the cars in the cemetery and Calkin sucks. Where's your okay, fucking here's... bullet journal? Yes. I was able. I'm using it to stack so I can get the microphone to my mouth. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, Morgan, that actually helped me look up something previously just to make sure. So, actually, the workers at the cemetery said that Terrence was pulled over at 1230. So I don't know where Terrence went between that 6 a.m. Oh. I don't know how far away his co-worker lived. Okay, that I don't tracks know where a little bit more. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Still suspicious. I don't know. Maybe he went but... to Waffle House. I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant to, okay. like, hide from the law, and I was like, don't you fucking trash talk no, my fucking like, Waffle House. To I'll sober up and cash. get some... Or maybe Breakfast, he worked job one, was going to job two, or like had to go to work, got lunch, come back. Maybe I don't he know. Was like, I don't know his life. Yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe he was vomiting. Like maybe he was sick. He mm. partied hard, yeah. bro. I mean, at least yeah. it sounds like it. I'm not one to judge. I was up till six a.m. Mm-hmm. last weekend, so I'm not one to judge. It's fine. It's fine. You are anyway. Crazy. <sighs> between me okay. and my mug dropping, I'm so sorry. Let's go. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> Shit happens. (laughs) Investigators said Calkins' different accounts were a huge red flag. Even more interesting, investigators uncovered a third call Calkins made to a different dispatcher around 1.12 p.m. Calkins asked this dispatcher to look up the name of a black male named Terrence Williams and his date of birth, April 1st, 1975. He said he didn't know his last name, motherfucker! Oh, oh, good catch. I forgot about that part. Uh-huh. And remember when I mentioned Terrence had two social security numbers? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the birth date Calkins asked dis- dispatch to look up ended up being a fake date of birth, which only Terrence would have known. <gasps> what? Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Uh-huh. What does that mean? So it was the fake birth date connected to that other social security number like that they found. Like his fake ass shit. Yes. So no one else would have known it but Terrence. Okay. Yeah. Something was, has it gone was not awry. His real birthday. Yeah, there's yes, like no yes. way to. Oh. Also, oh. Terrence Williams is kind of, like, 
I feel like there's probably more than one in the world, but I mean, that's fine. Wow. Oh boy, you <laughs> fucked up. If I knew, if I heard those pieces from your story, I'm no police officer. I'm no expert. We <laughs> got caught, boy. Okay, so they'd be <laughs> dropping all the mugs right now <laughs> if they heard that. All the shatter, shatter, shatter. Oh my god, I'm so. Take a picture of my be careful. Ass mug for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Investigators are convinced that Calkins was the last person to encounter Terrence, and on Monday, March 1st, a forensic search of Calkins' patrol car was conducted. Interestingly, his car was found to be what investigators described as immaculate. Huh. Mm Mm-hmm. So, since no evidence was discovered in his car, a GPS device was placed on it so investigators could see where Calkins went during his patrol. 12 very wooded areas, like wetland areas, were identified as places Calkins frequented, and investigators searched all of them using aerial photography and cadaver dog teams, but no evidence was discovered in these areas, unfortunately. Hmm. Internal Affairs questioned Calkins on March 30th about the, the, the discrepancies in his accounts and his calls to dispatchers. According to O'Neill, Calkins was unable to answer a lot of the questions, and even more inconsistencies appeared in his story. Hmm. On April 16th, Calkins took another polygraph test, and this time the questions focused on what ap- happened after he had Terrence's car towed. So, for example, he was, a- he was asked where he got Terrence's date of birth and if he had any further contact with Terrence after dropping him off at the Circle K, hmm. which makes sense. Because if he had dropped Terrence off at the Circle K, why would Terrence have told him his birthday? Yeah, there's no reason to. This all, Yeah, that all happened apparently afterwards. So this time, Calkins failed the polygraph test, and he didn't take it well at all. He claimed to have nothing to do with the two men's disappearances and maintained that he was innocent and that he was being set up. Investigators interviewed Calkins' friends, family, acquaintances, even people who had been in his police cruiser to see if maybe Calkins like had a friend in the force that he like really confided with, or if he was friends with someone that could potentially be his accomplice, but not a single person they talked to suggested that Calkins was a murderer. Okay. And since they weren't able to find any evidence against Calkins, they were unable to get probable cause to search his own his home, which is very disappointing to investigators since he was no longer cooperating yeah. and they knew he wouldn't just let them into his house without a warrant. Right. Yeah. Because there's also no body. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh-huh. <sighs> yeah. No, no physical evidence. It's all really fishy. It all sucks, but they, they have no physical evidence. So it's crummy. Mm-hmm. Um, Though there was no evidence to charge Calkins with a crime, he was fired from the sheriff's department for noncompliance with rules and regulations, untruthfulness, and conduct unbecoming of an officer. He he appealed this decision two weeks later, claiming harassment and stating that investigators pursued him without going after other leads. Oh, shut the fuck up. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was really aggressive. But oh, my God. No, you asshole. No, no, Take the laws, bro. Mm -hmm. His appeal was ultimately denied, but Marcia says that this wasn't enough. Unfortunately, on August 20th, 2004, the internal affairs ended their investigation. So just a few things that have happened, I guess, more recently. In January 2011, the skeletal remains of an unidentified male 
were discovered in a secluded area less than a mile away from where Felipe was last seen. But the initial report ruled out the body as Felipe's. And this does appear to be the case since DNA testing would have already been conducted by now and the Santos family still doesn't have any answers or a closure. So, yeah. Um, Actor and director Tyler Perry heard about the disappearance of Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos on TV. After learning about the strange circumstances of the case, he became outraged and wanted to become involved in the search efforts. So he appeared at a press conference with both the Williams and Santos families where he offered a $200,000 reward to anyone who had information about the two men's disappearances. Yeah. Guys, can we become celebrities so we can do this? Because I love when celebrities (laughs) hop on this stuff. Like the West Memphis Three. Yes. Fight for people's yes. rights. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Use your popularity for good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very pleased. This was awesome. When asked about the case and if he believed Calkins was involved, Perry said, quote, I don't know how those two things can be coincidence. If they are coincidence, he's the most unlucky man in the world. End quote. Good response. Good yeah. fucking mm-hmm. response. Yeah. Yeah. He told Deadline the reward will continue to be up until either Calkins or another suspect is brought to justice. To this day, Calkins has remained silent about the disappearances and the investigation. After being fired from the sheriff's office, he opened a lawn care business in town. Mm. And in 2016, he moved to Iowa. And at the very like end of the deadline episode, they said they reached out to Calkins for an interview, but he didn't respond to any of their requests. Mm. <laughs> who would have who thought? Mm. Shocking. Mm-hmm. Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos are still missing, still considered missing, and their families have not seen or heard from them since they were pulled over by Calkins. When asked about her father's disappearance, Kiara told Deadline, quote, I think about him every day, every single day on how much easier life would be if he was here, Aww. end quote. And she even named, like, her oldest son Terrence, too, which, like, yeah. Yeah. She was crying. I was crying. It was really sad. Marcia still hears Terrence and dreams about him, but she believes still that she will never see her son again. O'Neill says that Calkins remains on investigators' radar. He believes that if Calkins or another perpetrator were to have buried um, the men's bodies in Florida, the extreme weather should at some point unearth their bodies. They should at some point be discovered. That's true. The Mm-hmm. The Collier County Sheriff's Office also continues to get tips from states across the U.S. regarding sightings of Terrence and Felipe. Oh. O'Neill told Disappeared, quote, does hope fade a little, but you got to keep going, end quote. And I will end this story with an interesting theory I read on Wikipedia that wasn't mentioned in Deadline or Disappeared. So some people believe in the Starlight Tour Theory, which is the name for a practice where police officers take people outside of the city and abandon them so they are led, uh, they are left to find their own way home. What? And, yeah. And then many times these people attempt to make it back but die because of the elements. And this is actually something that happened in Canada. I'm going to butcher the province, Ron, in Saskatchewan. Mm -hmm. And there's evidence that police have been doing this in that area since the 1970s, which is extremely fucked up. What? Um, Yeah. So there are people who believe Calkins took Felipe and Terrence and dropped them off in the Everglades, which is a tropical wetland um, area in Florida. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's really interesting. It's (sighs) super interesting. That's so scary. Like, I mean, that's a fucking swamp. So, like, yeah. what's Who to knows? say, I mean, regardless if he didn't even, like, literally, like, physically hurt them, 
you're you're fucked. Like, like yeah. that's it. Like, ugh. ugh. Yeah. I mean, you don't have any footage of them ever being dropped off at Circle K. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You do have GPS evidence that he kind of drove around these wetland right. areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could easily see them like I drop me off into wetland. I'm probably not getting out. I don't like I mean, I'm probably going to like befriend an alligator and move in with them. But that's yeah, yeah. I looked that up because I was like, there's got to be so many like alligators in that area. And they have like these little holes they'll like burrow in. I'd drop in a hole and I'd be dead. Yeah. I don't. Well, that's the thing yeah. too. If like, if you get injured at all, you're like, if he, if yeah. that's saying he literally was like, fuck you and just dropped him off, which I mm-hmm. doubt he did because I feel like that's just a possible way for him to get caught. So like either he killed them or severely injured them. That's my thoughts. I was but, thinking an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like if you're injured out there, bruh, there's a lot of shit that will eat you up. Like, no. Yeah. Mm. And you also have, have to consider the season and the weather because Felipe was missing in October and then um, Terrence went missing in January. Like that's, I mean, I don't know how cold Florida gets in the winter. I guess not as cold as here, but still. It's chilly enough. Yeah. You're cold, and if you only have like the shirt on, nights are cold. Like, yeah, on your back. Yeah. Well, then October that would be like the end of the hurricane season, right? So it's going to be really muggy and uh, nasty. Yep. Yeah. Probably even higher waters than normal. Like you're yeah. done. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Just yeah. I thought it was really interesting. That is interesting. Kinda... Yeah. Is so your... I wanted to end on that interesting theory. Both of these cases are still open and are still being investigated. Detectives are encouraging anyone who may have information on either Terrence Williams or Felipe Santos to contact the Collier County Sheriff's Office at 239-252-9300, Crime Stoppers at 1-800-780-TIPS, T-I-P-S, which is 8477, or you can email a tip or call the Q Center for Missing Persons, which is a national missing persons nonprofit organization. Um, you can contact their 24-hour tip line at 910-232-1687. And that is the story of the mysterious disappearances of Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos. Do you enjoy giving me heartburn? I'm just asking. I'm yes. Just personal. Okay. Okay. So I'm, I don't know if it's yes. the Red Bull. Riled. You dropped a mug. I think that's been the best reaction ever so far. <laughs> We have to make a meme out of that somehow, like, <gasps> drops mug. <laughs> yes. Luckily, yes. there was no coffee in it, because that would have been a fucking disaster. But that yeah. would have been a little messy. A little messy. Yeah, I don't know if it's the Red Bull I just had at 8 o'clock in the evening, which is great, <laughs> or the fact that it's a cold case, because now I feel like a drive to solve it myself, but I, A, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. cannot, mm-hmm. B, their records are probably not open. See, I wouldn't even know how to read them. So if anyone else wants to do that and send it in, we'll report on it <laughs> happily. But yeah. If there's any more findings, yeah. if you put in a tip, let us know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a lot of uh, anger. So I don't think I'd be a good person to look into this because I'm going to be very, very one-sided yeah. with my findings. But well, I do, I do like <laughs> yeah. how Detective O'Neill was like, I mean, he's still on our radar. And yeah. he, during the episodes, because he was on both of them, he was interviewed. And when Calkin started having all these inconsistencies in his, in his stories, they were like, yeah, they were they were pretty much done with him. They knew that something was up. Right. 
he had completely lost like the rest of the force's trust at that point. Well, because little inconsistencies are normal. Like your memory is very flawed, but like the bigger they get, yeah. the more it makes you like, mm, no. When no, you no, go no. from zero to literally a hundred, like you knew nothing, and then suddenly you knew the whole fucking story. Sorry, right. mm-hmm. but no. My my question is like, I know I get the whole probable cause. You gotta have no case without a body, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But like, couldn't they have dug a can't maybe they have maybe this just isn't public knowledge but like did they ask him like show us on the circle k property where he exited your vehicle like where were you parked because you weren't fucking moving he didn't open the door and roll out according to you i'd like to To me i guess yeah i guess based off of his story he was just like yeah i dropped him off at the circle k where the cameras should have picked him up and they didn't Hmm. so that's what I took it as. I don't I'd buy it. Like, See, I would I'd be no, like, I don't. show me exactly where. Like, I need every single well, brick right and, detail. Yeah. And the fact that none of the, like, employees noticed it. Like, I'm sure gas stations can get really busy. It said it was a really busy street. So maybe they would have been busy at the time. But I... I don't know. I feel like a cop dropping someone off. Once a cop stand out. That's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, yes, you know when a cop is there. You remember when cops are there. Yep. Mm-hmm. 600%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, like you're driving too and you like look and you're like, oh, this car might be a cop because now they're, they blend in. Yeah. They don't have, <laughs> you can't tell sometimes. And I'm like, ooh, I got to slow down. Well, I'm v- very frustrated but, and I will uh, look to you for some updates, hopefully, because I yeah, hopefully not know what I happened. Would, <laughs> yeah, I would love to update the story. So if I hear anything new, I will definitely... Let you guys know. Cool. Thanks, Erin. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I mean, no thanks, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, <laughs> uh, uh, do you have anything anything lighter? Uh, question mark? I just might. Because oh. it's a dream week, baby. Oh. Hey. Oh. Give me them dreams. Give me them dreams. This week, we had a listener write in, but they want to stay anonymous. So I have named oh. him Jim. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I use dreammeaning.net, antiflow.com, dreambible.com, and fuck. <laughs> in my dream inter- interpretation handbook. I love it. I love when you say antiflow every week. It cracks me up. Well, not every week, but you know, you use Yeah, my a once lot. a month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got pretty good <laughs> stuff on there. But okay, let's dive into this dream. So Jim says. The dream started off, I was in a work van, but I wasn't driving. I was in the middle row by myself, and two people I didn't know were up front. I thought this was weird, so I'm looking out the windows trying to figure out where I am. But I don't know. Then I see where we are, well, then I see that we are about to go down a steep hill. So steep that I'm not sure the van can make it down. But then I realize I'm not in a van anymore. I'm on a school bus. Ugh. Oh. And the incline is now incredibly steep. It must be 90 degrees. We make it down the hill, and I get off the bus and join a group of people standing around. I'm looking around, but I still don't recognize anyone. But I do notice an older woman is staring at me. She doesn't have an expression, but she walks towards me. Her face stays emotionless. She gets right in front of me and then starts tickling my ribs and stomach. (gasps) No! And then I woke up. No. <laughs> Thank God it didn't get farther than that. What the heck? 
I'm sorry. I was reading it and I was like, okay, okay. Sounds good. What in the world? Well, don't you ever like wake up from a dream or a nightmare and you're like, thank God that didn't go any farther. Like who knows what would have happened? Well, I know this person and I texted them and they're like, yeah, I like woke up and I was like touching my own sides because I was, it felt so real. Like it felt like someone was, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So let's dive into it. She, She was an old lady. Uh, yes. Or just a rain. Oh, I think, um, the way they describe it, hold on. I do notice an older woman, so it could be old. It could just be like fifties. Regardless, it's a stranger fucking. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a lot of imagery in this stream. We have modes of transportation, neither of which you feel comfortable in. When you get off the bus, you don't know anybody. And then you have that very awkward tickle encounter <laughs> um let's start with the vehicles eh? so we've eh. seen <laughs> eh. we've seen um vehicles in several past episodes like what type of vehicle you're in is important but so is the transportation in general like anytime you're in a vehicle in a dream it usually is a well not usually it almost always is a direct representation of your path in life like it shows literal movement And because you aren't driving the van or the bus, it could mean that you're allowing someone else to control your path. So, yeah. To be in a bus specifically shows that you may be venturing on a journey that is made for personal growth. And I'll explain this more in a second. So you're supposed to, like, take a look around you. I know you said you don't know the drivers, but do they remind you of anybody? A lot of times people will see coaches or teachers with them on a bus. And this is because these are people – they look up to now or they used to look up to so i mean i don't know if that's the case for you jim but it could be yeah. um and then the personal growth thing i don't mean like a hippy dippy who just took some acid like this is my growth journey man <laughs> i mean more of your personal growth during whatever obstacle that your hill represents so we saw this with a past dream too anytime you see a hill in your dream it supposedly is a stand-in for a particular problem And it's exceedingly important in this dream because it caused you anxiety. You even took notice to worry that the van would crash because the dream is just, well, the hill is just too much. So in this dream, the hill is just one more thing you can't control. Um, And because these people are taking you down an uncomfortable path that there's really nothing you can do. So the steepness of the hill represents how big of a challenge you are facing. And judging by your fear, I would say it is a rather large problem, um, required a lot of work and effort. <laughs> it is a doozy of a hail. Um, <laughs> can I help I just, you? I just drew a picture of what I thought. I mean, it's not a hill. I drew a mountain, but I'm sending it to you now. Okay, I'm, guys, I'm ready. Heads up, I'm, I can't draw. I can't draw. I can't. I don't have good handwriting. I am not artistic and. <laughs> That's what I pictured. I pictured the bus like teetering on a mountain yes. I love it. Let's get okay. matching tat- tattoos of that. Uh, tattoos. Tattoos. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get it like like at the crack of my butt. So it'll be cute. Like right there. Just Yep. <laughs> Two mountains coming together. I'm going to get All it right, on sorry. my ribs where we're tickled. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Bringing it back to the dream. Um, yeah. That was that was amazing. No, thank you for that. Um, okay, but you are moving downhill. 
which despite what you'd think is actually really good. This shows that you are moving away from the problem and that life may have just gotten a little bit easier for you. So I know it was like scary in the dream, but in general to move down the hill is things are getting easier. Whereas like if you're pushing a rock up a hill, it shows that you're like fighting an uphill battle. So Mm -hmm. damn. All right. To be tickled. And I got to (laughs) say, this is actually, you want to say tickles or pickles, don't you? Yes. Yes. Get me out of here. Get me out of here. We have this friend whose boyfriend likes to get um, like scratches and um, he he calls it tickles. He calls it tickles. Uh, Who friend is this? Because I don't know about that. I'll tell you off the air to preserve yeah. what little They're respect d- this man has. <laughs> he <laughs> says, I'm sure he would tell he, you too. He calls a scritch scratch a tickle pickle. I think we threw in the pickles part. I oh, think. Okay, I call it a scritch scratch. I know exactly what he's talking about. But she's like, it's like the it's like do an ASMR want- scratch. You know, <laughs> she's like, do you want to like you know like get naked or do you want tickles? And he's like, ooh, tickles. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, okay. So this has never happened to me in a dream. Hats off to you, Jim. This suggests that you should cheer up. <laughs> <laughs> being tickled. I couldn't find being tickled by a straight-faced woman, so being tickled in general cuz you didn't say specifically you felt weird about it. You just said you shouldn't have an emotion, and I interpreted it as being weird. Maybe it didn't feel that weird. I don't know. Being tickled. Come on, Jimothy. Loosen up. <laughs> Jimothy, <gasps> Jimothy tickles. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Oh, okay. no. Jimothy oh, no. tickles. I'm, for my segment, I will be naming it that. Okay. Um, being tickled means that you need to invest in some time to lighten up your mood and allow some humor into your life. Quit taking things so seriously. Because yeah, the old... I feel like whenever a man tells you to smile, you're prettier. Like, lighten up. Um, I hate that. Which I'm sure Jim may hate me also. This is not my best one. I'm sorry. (laughs) But because the old woman tickling you was emotionless, it shows that you don't care about what is happening. It may be what others are doing, but you aren't bothered with it. Sorry, I had hiccups. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. So with all that in mind, are you guys ready for my dream interpretation? Okay. Yeah, I'm scared. Yes, I maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I did Am it I you'd ready? Lay it on me. Barely. Is Jimothy ready? I don't think so. I did it Let's a few days ago, go. so we're gonna find out what it says. Okay. <laughs> it sounds. He stopped listening to the episode after you made that noise. One second in. He probably. <laughs> we have lost a follower. I am so sorry. Yes. <laughs> I guess we won't be getting that Circle K Killer sponsorship after all. Um. <clears throat> So it sounds like you've... Oh, Jesus. I'm back. Okay. It sounds like you've made a change in your life or worked your ass off to overcome something and you are exhausted, which makes sense. But don't forget, you have to celebrate how far you've come. Life doesn't just have to be one hustle after another, like we said before. And you've already made great progress. We can see that in the downhill slope of your hill. Even if you feel nervous about it, you've already overcome more than you thought you could. So keep up the good work. Don't forget to celebrate successes where you can. Uh, be good to yourself. I didn't. 
I did not actually write this part in. And um, don't accept tickles from strangers. I don't think that's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) I knew there was something I forgot to write, and that was the last line. So uh, you got it. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Oh, you're <laughs> fucking right! Oh my god! I feel like I feel like Jimothy. Uh, I feel like Jimothy Tickles is like one hell of a fucking alter ego. So you're welcome, Jimothy. And all I know that's not your real name, but you can take it. And also, I feel like Jimothy Tickles is a combination of Tommy Pickles and Timmy Turner. So take that as you fucking will. I'm just mm. that's where my brain went. I don't um, know what the fucking like Nickelodeon. TP shit. underscore melty face. Is that something you feel like making? Yeah. He did have that Nickelodeon stuff. He Let's did. Go. Yeah. But you know what? Great time to plug. It's great. Our logo was made by Tyler Price. He's a local artist in St. Louis. You can get tattoos, arts, whoa, arts of work, works of art from him. And you can find him on Instagram at T as in Tyler, P as in Price or Paul underscore melty face. Spelled how you thought on Instagram. Yeah. <sighs> just wait till October, guys. Just wait. I we forgot. Have, he did something for us for October. Yeah, something big coming for October that he did for us. And like, we are. So oh, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, uh. Go for it. Like, Go to him for whatever you need. Be, you think there's going to be a surprise next week? <laughs> just you fucking wait till October, baby. Wow. We got some shit coming for you. All right. Sorry. But like, I don't want to oversell it. Like, it's barely anything different. Like, it's going to be totally chill. I mean, like, I'm really excited about it. Like, I think you guys are pretty excited about it, but, like... Like, bring know, enough like, cheese and crackers for, like, eight people. Like, that kind. <laughs> that like kind think, of hype. Like, I think... Yeah, like, I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Like, I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll see. You'll love it. Y'all are going to love it. <laughs> but, yes. But that is my dream. Face. Yes. Oh. And him. Oh. Go to him. And him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He Jimothy has Hunt. never been tickled, I don't think. Um, not by um, me and not by strangers. He seems no. like he has so a lot of... So not Jimothy Tickles then. You can rule him <laughs> out. Yes. If we're doing a suspect <laughs> pool, I wouldn't count out your Calkins character. He seems like he could be on the yeah. list just because he's weird. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, count out TP. Great at art. Not great at receiving tickles. He seems like he would yeah. be, you know, smarter than that <laughs> to get yeah. tickles from strangers. But... Yes, that was my dream, Miss Morgan. It is all on you now, Mama. Oh my! Gosh. Unless you're getting sweaty and need some zero sweat. I mean, I'm fucking always sweaty, but I have been a lot less sweaty. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. I girls. know I can't even smell you through the phone anymore. It's working wonders. <laughs> I'm crying. One because I'm mad. Two because I'm happy. But yes, literally, guys. Look, like I know we've been plugging it week after week, but seriously, please take advantage of the promo code Sinister at zerosweat.com. Use it at checkout and you get fifth what is it? Oh yeah, 20% off $15 purchase or more. Whoa. <laughs> you get a hundred percent off. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Did I say that? No, you Did didn't. No, you did not. I was like, oh shit. No, sorry guys. Whoa, whoa, we're not, we're not that famous yet. No, sorry. Twenty percent off of a fifteen dollar purchase, but only if you use the code Sinister. I know at least one user has already um, ordered the product. It should be in soon for them. Mm-hmm. I am a true testament of this, guys. Like, I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm just trying to be honest. We all sweat. We all have mm-hmm. those, and especially in the summer, I'm a nervous sweater. So if I was giving presentations in school, mm-hmm. my pits would sweat like a freaking. It was bad. So I had to be very careful with what I wore. Now I don't, any material, any color, 
I can wear whatever I want because literally you roll it on your pits at night. When you first get it, you just wear it every night. Once you get, once the product gets absorbed into your skin a little bit, you can go down to like two to three days a week and you literally put it on and fall asleep and it works like magic. Trust me, it is worth it. It is zerosweat.com. Please check it out. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Preach. <gasps> Thank you. I'll Preach then sweat. purchase. My, actually, my topic today is called sweat. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Okay. Like, what are the odds? Oh. Wow. <laughs> I got three pages of notes. I didn't even realize. Oh, All right. and for the record, Morgan mm-hmm. never smells. I've never once heard smelled her, especially through the phone. Yeah. That was a cruel-hearted <laughs> joke. Like, you know, like, kiss me through the phone, but it's like, smell <laughs> Our new yeah. rap single, topping the charts, smell me through smell the phone. Smell me through the phone. <laughs> smell me through the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I'm not talking about sweat anymore, but I am going to talk today. I know this is a very large topic that I could have talked for 600 billion years about it, but I summed it up and broke it down. I may do a more deep dive in the future, but today. <laughs> I'm talking to you about mediums. Hey, hey. Yeah. And Aaron's doing a little teapot. I don't know I what dance like, that was. Okay? Hello? Hi. I don't know. Yeah, she I'm dip, fine. She dip. <laughs> so. She's, tr- she's trying to smell us through the phone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the well, dance. Sarah, you kept on moving too. Like, oh, yeah, we were oh, tangoing. Oh. We were doing the dance yeah. to smell you through the phone. Oh, Watch sorry. the YouTube you video, guys. You can't do it. That doesn't exist. You can't see me, can't smell me, can't do it. <laughs> So, um, basically, I'm, I did my notes a little differently this week. I kind of wrote it out like a script. Normally, I just kind of, like, scribble some shit down, and I'm like, all right, cool, ad-lib it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, again, there's a reason Aaron's the glue. There's a reason that Sarah's really smart. I'm just here. <laughs> what? I'm like that, I get like, one eye score on a word thing. <laughs> Girl, take you- it. Thank you. You are. You two are either in first or second place every week for the games that require fucking brain power. <laughs> I would like to take this moment to thank God and my parents <laughs> for this Academy Award oh <laughs> for raising God. a winner. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Tell us about mediums whenever you'd like. I know it's cool. It's cool. Yes. Yes. Guys, I, I'm ready to hear. It's fine. It's fine. Yes. So, again, <clears throat> here we go. Mediums. Specifically, two. And I am aware there are more than two mediums in the world, let alone on TV slash famous ones. However, I wanted to talk a little bit about one I'm sure most of the listeners have heard of, you girls have probably heard of her, and one you may not have. Um, so, to start it off, I wanted to kind of spell out the difference between a psychic and a medium because I feel like a lot of people use those terms interchangeably and truth be told you shouldn't so okay according to dictionary.com a psychic and again I'm gonna give you a summary at the end of it this is literally quotes from the site and I had to reread it three times anyway um okay so a psychic is quote of relating to the human soul or mind also defined in psychology as pertaining to or noting mental phenomena. Um, psychic medium or medium is a person through whom the spirits have uh, of the dead are alleged to be able to, ca- to contact the living. So how to mm-hmm. use each word. 
Um, thanks to their vastly different meanings as adjectives, they do overlap as nouns. Example, as a psychic, Aunt Sally can't explain how she knew I'd have two girls one day, but she called it when I was a kid. But if Aunt Sally predicted this because they, someone on the other side or from the spirit world told her, then she'd be a medium. So oh. overall, they are different. A psychic mm-hmm. specifically sees and gets triggers for future or future events or like things about you. A psych or a medium will get all of that information from someone who has passed on. So they could have a okay. spirit person contacting them and telling them about potential future for you, for a living person. But nine times out of ten that I've seen from all the examples I watched and listened to, it's more the medium is going to be, is kind of there as like to comfort the living and to give peace and solace to the fact that our mm-hmm. loved ones on the other side are at peace. Mm-hmm. I use peace a lot, but yeah. So I don't think you'll probably know this like this answer, but has there ever been like a psychic and a medium like a person who does both? Like, is that even a thing? I think or... so, because there is a term called psychic medium. So I don't. Oh, okay. I think that's where it gets kind of like, like I said, in the, in the definition, it says they overlap as adjectives, or excuse me, they are different as adjectives, but they overlap as nouns. So like, I'm not yeah. an English major, so I don't really know exactly what that means, but it's, it's almost like you kind of can't have one without the other, but you totally can because they're different. So like. Well, it could be a medium. Go ahead. Like from what, here's what I'm gathering. Like a medium can also be a psychic, but a Mm -hmm. psychic can't just pick up and be a medium also. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Regardless, both of those independent skills kind of have to be like honed in on. Mm -hmm. They are two independent Mm -hmm. skills that I'm sure could somewhat overlap. It seems like you said, Sarah, it seems like the seems like the medium could be given future information or personal information about someone yes. from a dead relative or mm-hmm. person in your life. So we'll get kind of into that with some examples here. But cool. um, first, I wanted to kick it off and bring it back to 2011 when oh. Teresa Caputo mm. rocked ah. the world <laughs> with Long Island Medium. <laughs> Shut up. I was, I was about to ask if, I was if there was a reality TV show star. <laughs> Come on, girls. We can't forget about Teresa. All right. How would you define her hairstyle to anyone who has not seen Long Island Medium? Teased mullet? Or is that too harsh? That's too harsh. Um, I don't want to be like bleach blonde Jersey mom that it's literally bleach bomb. And like she keeps up with her hair because it's always styled in a. It is. In a. It's like an 80s hairstyle. You know, it's like big bouffant kind of around the top mm-hmm. and then flat on the neck. Like, oh my God, it's freaking um, the Brady Bunch mom, but without the little flip at the bottom. Oh. Ooh. Literally. Okay. Okay. But you also, it's bleach blonde and you can see her dark roots. Sorry, Teresa, but I don't like that look. Anyway, so the show, Long Island Medium, had 14 seasons it was on for eight years and had 176 episodes so like dang teresa i know do it she's doing well for herself (laughs) yes and per google (laughs) per google users 
It is liked by 95% of them. Wow. Um, But sadly, Mm. on IMDb, it does have a 4.7 out of 10, which, if you recall to last week, only is 0.6 higher than the Momo documentary. So take that as you will. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So There's some haters out there. (laughs) There's Mm. some haters out there. Um, I did... I've seen a handful of episodes. One really stood out to me, but I, I kind of tried Googling it and I couldn't find it. So instead, I wanted to see like, okay, what is the number one best episode? You know, go from there, see what I, if I could watch it and see what I could gather mm-hmm. from it. So I did find on Ranker.com, there are two, like it ranked all of the episodes from first place to last place. So again, this is one site. I personally didn't think this was the best episode, but again, I'm just, I'm giving the people what's out there. Okay. Season one, episode nine, Sailing with Spirits, and season 11, episode four, quote, the title is, Teresa Crashes Victoria's Date. Uh, Yeah. So what? I did watch her. Uh, her, her is there a lot of drama? Her daughter's name is Victoria. oh take that as you will oh yeah so i did watch the entire first or number one excuse me number one ranked um episode on ranker.com which was again season one episode nine sailing with spirits and i don't know if necessarily if this one was ranked number one because it showed a lot of her personal life we're just reenacting the Titanic, so just leave oh. us be. Yeah, sorry. We're in love. Oh Ignore God. us. I was like, "What's happening?" I just see. I'm already movie. imagining putting face in the hole on a movie co- on a movie poster for this. Oh, okay. Well, Celine Dion starts singing in the background. Uh, no, we need Moco to start singing in the background. Anyway, so uh, sailing with spirits sadly is uh, well, you know, it's a cruise boat, so probably close to the size of the Titanic. She mm-hmm. is asked to do like they, her and her family get to come on the cruise and stay on there. If she does a group reading, so like, p- people on the cruise either can buy tickets or whatever. Um, again, oh. I started to say this, sorry. I don't know if this episode was ranked so highly because it shows a lot of her personal life or based on what her like readings were. So I will, mm-hmm. It was really cute. Her husband re um they were they got to they got to port in <sighs> Jamaica. Shit, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I think it was a Jamaican cruise. That's the one part I forgot. But they got to port for one day. Like after she did her reading, like the next day they had one day on the island, and her husband renewed their vows. He like Aww. planned it all out with their son. It was super cute, and he's like Mr. Muscles, tough like. New Yorker, like, yeah, don't fuck with me, blah, blah, blah. And it was just so cute because he went to the island shops and got <laughs> flowers and a ring. And it was just oh, chef kiss. It was so cute. So I will say, after watching the episode, and I'm pro- I won't go into too many details, but overall, it seems they kind of will like, she's like, she, basically her, her tag is no matter where she goes, no matter what she does, she's bombarded with people's spirits. So she was kind of nervous to go on the ship because she's like, I'm, where am I going to go? Oh, where am I going to get away from them? Because they're yeah. going to be all over. And I was like, oof, that's true. So she does do a group reading and I and they show, I think she has like three people, at least on the camera. I don't know if she did more. There wasn't really that many people, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So she did, 
did the group reading. She did stop someone um, on the casino floor and talk to them about their like experiences. And while some of it is like, I'm sure for the person who's getting the reading so emotionally needed, like you need that closure from receiving that message from someone on the other side. I will say it was like a lot of repeats of people saying like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it's like, hmm, it makes you think <laughs> like, mm-hmm. is it because it's like a vague statement or is it because it's like true? Like I just felt sometimes it was so specific. She was like, does the letter S that's who I'm talking to. He's a young boy. It starts with the letter S and the woman just starts bawling. And she's like, yes, it's oh, my friend's hmm. son. He passed away from potential suicide. And like, she ends up like saying like, she's like quoting him and she's like, I hope you know that, like, I hope you and my family know, like, I would never do that to myself. It was an accident. Like, it was just very, it, that was like hard. That was really hard to listen oh. to. But like wow. overall from all the like encounters she has with people, like, I'm like, I see some of those really specifics, but I do see a lot of like vague statements, but I, and of course they're going to air what is good. They're not going to air what she does wrong, yeah. but I will say like she was very spot on with a lot of stuff. There was, it was very emotional. Good. And especially for the time I said it came out, what 2011, like it was really needed for the time. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, slightly vague with her statements, but that's Teresa in a nutshell. Again, she was very freaking successful. 176 episodes eight years of this got to go on cruises i don't know her whole life but obviously she did really well for herself the show just ended after eight years so 2019 Hmm. so she's doing good but to me a medium that most people may not know about um is matt frazier and he again my personal opinion is much more specific majority of the time so um at first when I I probably been watching his videos for over five years and it seemed to me that he was YouTube famous first um and was kind of popular in his neck of the woods of Rhode Island he's very much like mm-hmm. Teresa he has the attitude, kind of talks like this like I'm not gonna butcher it but you know yeah um <laughs> so before I dive into like his realm and kind of like some things that he really did that I found very impactful um I did look up some things about him and about psychics slash um, mediums in general so a huge thing that mediums slash psychics are criticized for is using a cold reading technique um this is meaning they're using a person's age gender appearance fashion choices paired with a with high probability guessing to figure out that person in a nutshell um almost anybody the age of you know 25 to 30 is probably gonna have a grandparent that passed is pro you know things like that so i kind of i saw the validity part in that however Mm -hmm. based on the videos that i have seen i i don't know how this is possible Um, he will tell people to literally stop feeding him information. So one thing I did notice between the difference between Teresa and Matt is she'll let the person talk. So she was like, the name, the letter S, the letter S, how does that connect with you? And she was like, oh, my, my friend's son, Spencer. And she let her, she kind of let her tell the story. Matt literally on multiple videos, but the one that I'm going to talk about later, he literally was like, stop, 
stop talking. Like he like not in a mean way, but like don't feed mm. me any information. So I thought Oh yeah. So I thought that was very That's cool. Yeah, I thought it was very well, it's different. almost proving more like his skill of like a a medium and exactly. not like it's gonna help him not be proven like to be fake, which is cool. Like he's not I appreciate yes, that. he's not guessing. Exactly. Yeah. Um so um yeah, and again, so he seems to be really specific in the things and memories about people that he is reading. So he is pulling things and saying very specific stuff. Um, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't use cold reading techniques to kind of help him. So I could see like, okay, maybe if it's true, I'm a big believer in it being true. Like, especially this Matt guy, like blew my mind, honestly blew my mind, but I know there's gonna be skeptics out there. There's gonna be people who are more in the middle. So maybe it doesn't mean that he doesn't, especially when you're in a group of people. Yeah. You probably do want to be like, your grandma, someone, uh, your, you know, your grandma passed away. It's like, okay, because there's probably 1,700 million spirits bebopping around up there. You got to be specific. So he may use that to kind of help him get on the right track. Bebopping yeah, around. Bebopping. I love it. Um, so uh, a quote from Wikipedia when I was searching what cold readings are about. Um, uh, psychologists believe that this, cold reading techniques, um, appear to work because of the Freuer effect, F-O-R-E-R, and due to confirmation bias within people. So that kind of like made me think of last week a little bit. You know, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, again, it's Freuer, F-O-R-E-R, Freuer, I don't know. So, and I felt bad. I was like, shit, I don't know if Sarah talked about that last week, but your face tells me otherwise. No, Um, I didn't. (laughs) Cool. It is... A common psychological phenomenon whereby individuals give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality that are supposedly tailored specifically to them, yet which are in fact vague and general enough to apply to a wide range of people. So let's just say, maybe I'm getting a psychic reading and he says, and I'm, you know, I can't really hide my personality. So I'm like, I walk in and I'm like, hello. And my big old, you know, I'm smiling. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I can already tell you are a very funny, outgoing person. And I'm like, I am. But really it's like, okay, that literally validates half of fucking America. So I I do understand that, that bias and like personal bias with it. It's like, oh, you get so excited when Mm -hmm. somebody's like, you name something that you feel specific to you. So. Well, I think this is the one why people, they argue, um. Your horoscopes are attributed mm-hmm. to this, I think. Is that, yeah? Yeah. It was, it was it, like mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. broad enough. You're like, oh, I'm totally a Gemini, which I yeah. believe I am a Gemini through and through. But <laughs> it's not this effect. It's for real. Yeah. So, yeah. It's true. I mean, it's, and like, and it did say, so basically, um, that was my example. I, I was like, I literally had a note that said, give example. Funny. Huh. Okay, anyway. Um, they, they, they say this is why um, some accept certain things like uh, paranormal beliefs, astrology, and some personality tests. So maybe not like Myers-Briggs because I feel like that is very like rigid and has been around mm-hmm. for a very long time. But there are maybe like a personality quiz, like a BuzzFeed quiz or something like that where it's like, wow, <laughs> that is me down to a T. Oh, I'm so perfect. And it's like, all right, you know, Sally Sue that lives down the street took the quiz and got the same fucking results as you, but I bet you guys are as different as apples and oranges. Like, come on. So, <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> come on. Yeah. 
I had fun with this one. Heck yeah. So regardless if some find him or other mediums, quote, fake, many do personally, and I, again, personally think he is the real deal. And if you don't believe me, just watch his YouTube videos, and then you can tell me that you don't get emotional or believe them. So in the show notes, um, I will have a link to probably, it's like his most watched on YouTube. Um, I Again, I probably watched it like when it first came out. I think it was like two or three years ago. So um again we'll talk about the video here in a second but he has also appeared on so many podcasts uh, morning talk shows regular tv programs he does have a show that just aired started in january of this year on e called meet the frasers um that just again aired this year january so it's him his wife hmm. um i don't think it's their kids i kind of looked at the cast his mom's involved again i think it's kind of like literally like tlc's equivalent of long island medium so but it's on e okay um and then something i didn't know about this guy um there was a sting operation um by some paranormal investigators called operation peach pit um but they were unable to be chosen for a reading so again like these people literally bought tickets and went undercover to get read by matt frazier and they didn't get selected because it was a group reading um and they said that quote um they didn't feel any supernatural abilities by him and i'm just like again how because he is freaking phenomenal but whatever you're just bitter because you can get picked but it's fine um, also can operation- you feel it like yeah. i didn't feel the vibrations in the air right. that i needed for my peach right. pit sting <laughs> and it, it was so funny because like when i was reading and again you can you can look that up on wikipedia it was like a whole nother freaking deep dive down but there was like um a similar one that was done with another um medium slash paranormal investigator um they brought in like something it was like somebody that did one of the paranormal investigators like did some research on like tom cruise and his like scientology stuff so these people were like they were ready to hit hard about it and i was like okay y'all need to take a breath like this boy's just trying to give some peace to some grieving families like bitch bye anyway um so fast forward if you don't want to hear like a brief summary of his most popular video but again i will link it so if you want to listen to me and watch it you can so um the episode that or episode what the recording that they have on youtube so he is doing like a morning talk show again it was like two or three years ago and it's a african-american gentleman and a white woman are the hosts i can't remember what it's called and he they're just kind of talking about what it is to be a medium and he's describing kind of everything i just told you guys in a nutshell how it's different from a psychic all that stuff and they were like, okay, well, we're come back from our break. We're going to get a psychic reading here from Matt Fraser, blah, blah, blah. And the um, gentleman is first, and he says, um, I'm getting a young male presence. And he's like, does that relate to you? And he literally, he only asks, like, yes and no questions. So he's like, does that mm-hmm. relate to you? The host is like, yes. Um, I can sense that he was a troubled youth, but you guys are basically like brothers, but you are not brothers. And he's like, yes. And then he says, like, it was a difficult passing for you. And he, and like the host starts to give him like a little bit of leeway. And he goes, ah, da, 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 da. no, let me, he's like, nope. He's like, don't, he's like, don't give me any information. And like, just literally lays it out to this male host who at the beginning of the whole episode was like, I am a skeptic. I don't believe. So by the end of it, he's like, I truly believe you. Like 100%. Oh, wow. wow. The female host, I was bawling. She was bawling. We're all bawling together. 
she he says um your grandma and your dad passed and he's she's like yeah and she's like already starting to tear up and i'm like motherfucker here we go oh no and yeah and so he's like um well i see your dad's really trying to chime in here but your grandma she's a little bit of a bitty busybody is she not and he, she's like she just starts laughing and he's like i feel that her presence was always cleaning she she was she a neat freak she's always zip zapping around and doing this <laughs> and he she's like yeah he, she was and he's like okay finally your grandma is telling me that your dad can step forward now and he's gonna go ahead and talk <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. and then she just starts crying because he is like your dad knows that you stepped up to take care of the family like he knew you would. Um, he goes, is there a relation with coins? And she's like, just starts crying. And he's like, you, he's like, you've, you've been finding coins and that was your thing, like pennies, nickels, dimes. And she's like, she just says yes. And he's like, that was a thing with you. You guys used to do that. You guys used to play cards and you used to do this. And she's like, yeah. And he goes, just so you know, like those were not coincidences when you would like move your seat cushion and find a coin. That was your dad letting you know he was there. He's like, oh, um, yes. And he says, um, what was the big thing? Oh my God. I'm blanking. That wasn't even the big thing. No, I have goosebumps. Oh, now I remember. (laughs) So sorry. Okay. Yes. The coin thing, the coin thing was a big deal, but also like what really tripped her is in the very beginning. He's like, Oh, and I know he's like, your dad wants you to know that he really appreciates your car conversations. And she just starts bawling. And he's like, she goes, I, she goes, He's like, you, I know you that your dad is telling you that you talk to him to and from work almost every single day and tell him about your day. He really appreciates that. He is with you when you do that. He is ha- he is happy. And I was like, <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. So please just go watch it. Like, I'm missing so many details, but like, especially seeing a like a very strong man who was like, I don't believe this. I don't believe it's true. I'm a huge skeptic to go to like, he almost cried. Like he was emotional. And it was like. And also, like, I'm sorry, out of a random group of people, how are you going to know that you lost a friend? Like, he was a young, yeah. young man hosting this show. Like, I, it, inc- it just blew my mind. Blew my mind. So, he's great. Again, watching Teresa back, I don't think that she's a fraud necessarily, but I do have, like, way more, like, faith in Matt Frazier. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, there are these effects like the Freuer effect and there are some things basically like confirmation bias basically cold reading mm-hmm. techniques that I'm sure help these people along and I'm sure there are people who are excellent at doing cold reading techniques and can make it seem valid for yeah. people who again not trying to be rude maybe like a little bit more gullible or a little bit in a more fragile state which is sad yeah. to say like when you're grieving but watching him live on tv on a talk show do it is just like what it's yeah level. Mm-hmm. so yeah that was it i wanted to basically bring light to matt frazier so check him out on youtube he has a website he's yeah he's great he's just great <laughs> he sounds awesome i'm definitely looking him up thank you yes no problem but yeah no diss on Teresa. i just wanted to he's he's one that people i don't think really know about so that was the most fun I had researching. I got to watch two episodes. Oh, I'll link the video for the Teresa episode I watched too, because I found that on a Daily Motion for free. So, oh, it had a, it had a lot sweet. listed. So, if you want to watch those, you can rehash some Long Island Medium. And yep, and uh, that's mediums for you. So with that, we hope this was enough sinisterness to get you through your day, your week, your month. <laughs> whatever um i know aaron's story was because christ's sake anyway 
mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, if you, I know we say it every week, you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but email us your ideas. Not that we're like running out of ideas because the world <laughs> is very vast, but we want to hear from you. If you guys have any feedback on an episode, did we do great? Did we suck? Did we miss a huge chunk of something? Let no, us know. but did we, we do we- great? I'm a Gemini. <laughs> Tell me we did great. <laughs> Back to the horoscopes. But yes, please. Um, true crime suggestions, dream interpretations, ghost stories, any and all, anything we've ever talked about, bring it up. Let's talk. Um, it is Sinister Sunrise Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Insta. Same, Sinister Sunrise Podcast. And then we also, again, recently launched the Facebook page. We are really, really, really trying to get to 100 likes as quickly as possible. Um, Just a personal goal of ours. So if you could please tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your kids, give us a like. Um, We did get our first Facebook review. So shout out to our listener, Yasmin. Yay! Thank you so freaking much. Your words, oh, I was like tearing up. I mean, I'm always crying, but it was so nice. So... (laughs) Please leave us a, a, a review or rating there because that's another platform that is just great for people to mm-hmm. learn about us. Um, and then also, again, follow, like, subscribe wherever you listen. Those Apple podcast rating and reviews are highly, highly important. So please, 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 please do that. Um, and again, 20% off, $15 or more on zerosweat.com. Code SINISTER. And with that, nice. we bid you adieu. Goodbye. Or do we, Aaron? I did have. <laughs> oh, Aaron. Yeah. Oh, I did so- have one last shout out I'm because so one sorry. of our sorority sisters sent us a very nice email. Oh. Um, oh. So thank you so much, Katie, for reaching out and for listening to us oh. for so long. We do appreciate it. Yeah, it was it was just very nice. So. Oh, I haven't looked yeah. at the email. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go read it right now. Thank you, Katie. Oh, and so far, yes. one person has completed the boggle challenge and <gasps> got a score of 15. Oh, yeah. So thank Woo! you, Bree, for sharing that with us. Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Again, right. sorry for those confusing directions. <laughs> no. And rules. I mean, come on, y'all. I know you can beat a score of eight. That's all it takes. Come on. Come on. <laughs> she did that for you. Worst guys. game of the year goes to no. me. No. Okay. There's Not still a lot of year girl. left, so don't do that yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Girl, 2020. Come on, don't jinx it now. That's the worst game of <laughs> yeah. the year. The year. Yeah, yeah. It's 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, with that, we love you all. Thank you so much, and hope you have a good rest of your week and weekend. Yeah. Thank you. We out.